0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Cents on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is Ringgit Sense. In Malaysia, there are an estimated 1.12 million people who are involved in the gig economy according to the Malaysia Digital Economy Corp. Now, this rise in gig work has implications for the economy and the nature of work with its numerous benefits from flexible working arrangements to the ability to earn extra income. However, if you're in gig work, the need to have a financial plan becomes even more critical as benefits of full-time employment like EPF, Soxo and medical coverage are not provided. Mm-hmm. And there's, of course, less certainty of income. Gore Shushan, a licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory, joins us to talk about financial planning for gig workers. And sometimes the term used is also freelancers. Thanks for being here today. So, like I said, I'm going to use the word, the term gig work and freelance interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that this non traditional work does bring unique financial challenges. So I want to discuss Mm -hmm. the first thing, which is how do you get used to irregular income? Is there a better way to manage this?
1: In order to manage that, you Mm. don't look at the income on your monthly basis. We have to average on our annual income instead of looking in the uh, monthly income Mm. by itself. So uh, we have to keep track on the first month, second month and then uh, how much you are going to earn uh, mm. on the monthly basis. And then on the second year onwards, then you will have an average baseline.
0: So when you say this budget, right, how mm-hmm. detailed does it really have to
1: be? That will give you a better control on your mm. finances and allow you to see where your money coming from and then where it's go. We are a budget easy to overspend, to accumulate. the that and mm. you root track on your financial priority. Alright, so when you start to budget, then you will aware on your spending behaviours and you will identify area that you might be overspending. And then you will find the opportunity to cut the unnecessary expenses because you realise that, okay, on this particular item, you mm. are paying so much. Uh, one of the bigger challenges is irregular income. With a budget, we will actually get to know what is the minimum income required for us to earn.
0: Freelance, you're your own boss, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in your own company. Yes. So I won't be surprised if for some people, there's a mixing of Business and personal finances But I understand it's important to keep things separate Why?
1: Separating the personal and business finance help you to comply with the legal and tax regulations Missing the financials can actually lead to the complication When mm. you're filing your tax We can result in audit, penalty and legal issue later on Okay, so clear separation will actually provide a transparency and accountability in your financial transactions and it actually easiest for you to track on your income and okay. also the ex- uh, business expenses and also whether your business is profitable or not
0: okay, it's a good way of measuring your success right or Correct. where you where you're not doing so well and you brought up taxes now in full-time employment, mm-hmm. great, your employee just automatically deducts the necessary tax and pays net of that. Yeah. But in gig work, that doesn't happen. So what should a gig worker do? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to suddenly get a big tax bill, right?
1: Yes, correct. So what happened is that if you are on the first year, so it's always better to keep about 20 to 25%, mm. you know, on the personal tax rate, is actually on the 25% maximum. All right. So uh, what you can do is actually whatever income that you receive on the first year, I think it's better to uh, put away a quarter of them to prepare on the next year mm-hmm. uh, year assessment. And uh, I think on the second year onwards, since you has already submitted your tax then you will actually have the cp 500 so every two months they will actually tell you how much you are going to pay Mm. and what happened is that uh of course on the second year maybe you are doing much better on the first year Mm. so you are also required to estimate what are the tax liability going to happen on the following year and you put additional amount aside on that
0: freelancers also, right, they're not really required under the EPF Act to mandatorily set aside a certain amount of their earnings for for savings right. but why should I if I was a gig worker? What are the benefits? Should okay. I, you know, um, participate in the EPF saving schemes because there is it is available for them, right? Correct. Under ISARAN?
1: Well, uh, voluntary contributions so uh, in my opinion, it's always good to have uh, EPF Alright, so uh, I will come in two different perspectives. So from the first perspective is that uh, when you do know how much you're going to save for your retirement, yes. you never advise on a financial planner, you, you don't know how to use the financial calculator, you does not know what is the retirement is all about. Mm. So what you can do is just follow the 24% contributions. So where the 24% contribution come from Uh, for a normal employee, so what they are going to contribute to the EPS is on 11%. On the employer, is actually on the 30, 13%. Mm. So both added up together is 24%. So to save all your hazards and understand how much you need to save, uh actually you don't have to worry about that. You just put in the twenty four percent will do. So this is whatever income that you receive, then you put it inside there. Mm. Okay. So uh in addition uh, if you understand the tax payments so there is one quorum, is called personal tax relief. Mm. So it also gives us about four thousand on that. Mm. So what happened is that if you already don't know twenty four percent to contribute, mm. but uh, what you can do is also put in the at least four thousand on that things. The
0: maximum to enjoy the, the tax, tax, tax deductible. Yes. Okay. So, deductible. but ideally you should put twenty four percent. But for some people, mm-hmm. they may not have twenty four percent to put in. They just don't earn enough. Yes. But the point is, you should put in what you can what afford. You can. Correct. Right. Because there's always the compounding effect of EPF savings.
1: Exactly. And the uh, distributions on the dividends I think is quite consistent and mm, much better than fixed better. deposit Correct. deposit rates, right? Yes. So and So, the self-discipline part Remember when the cash you save Inside your unit trust Inside your fixed deposit You can touch it anytime But EPF, you have to fulfill certain criteria In order to take the money out That that is also one of the good parts Of putting your money inside the EPF
0: On Ringgit Sense today is Goh Shushan He's a licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory After the break Insurance and investments How can I prepare for that as a Greek worker? BFM 89.9 Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Ringgit and Sense, where I'm speaking to Gorshu Shen. He's a licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory. Before the break, the importance of budgeting for freelance workers. Now, let's talk about healthcare costs. Because mm-hmm. if you work for somebody, great, it's all paid for usually, right? All the right. company does provide it. But if you're not and you want private healthcare, mm-hmm. that is... And can be very expensive, Expensive. right? So, should I really consider uh, a form of insurance? How much coverage should I have? And do I take a critical illness plan or medical insurance? Which is better because sometimes I'm, I'm confused. How do the two different policies work?
1: I will say medical insurance come first and critical plans come second and last will be on the life insurance. Due to when you're sick, you got to get treatments mm. and all the costs have to be covered before mm. everything's right. So medical insurance will actually help you to pay off the medical fee mm. when admitted to hospital. However, in the freelancing world or the gift worker, so I will say get the critical unit brand first.
0: Oh, okay. Why?
1: Okay, the reason is very simple. Uh, When a great worker, when they stop working, their income stop coming in. Then you stop and you hit certain qu- the conditions and then the insurance will pay up as your replacement income. Okay, So you can continue to use the money or to survive for a while. On oh. top of that, mm. we have the public health care. If you have to choose from critical illness plans On the medical insurance I will say Get the income replacement Which is critical illness plan When being diagnosed For the critical illness mm. uh, You will receive a payout oh. And the payout will actually Help you fund for your life For a ah, while
0: Okay, so let me be clear about this mm. Medical insurance The payments go directly To the hospital, hospital. Whereas critical illness The payments go to you As the individual Correct So, you can always use the funds from critical illness for yourself and then opt to go in for government treatment if you want, right? So, you will have another source of income. Okay, that's been very useful to actually explain the difference. Um, What about life insurance? You said that's the third most important criteria. So, Mm -hmm. um, I had always thought it was a must rather than a nice to have. Mm -hmm. Why is it not so important or, or ranks third?
1: Uh, Not that not important, but uh, I will actually ask the few questions on the four wings. Okay, Mm. so do you have any dependents? right, do they depend on your financial support? Mm. And then uh, what if the person premature, will, will they be affected?
0: Okay, so if I answer yes to all three?
1: Yes, then you got to get the right life insurance.
0: And if you say no to all of them, then maybe it's not so essential.
1: Yes. Uh, on top of that, I would also like to uh, emphasize one of the things because when someone passes away, uh, definitely there are some assets that have like the property, like the lands, mm. or like the car or so uh, if that particular asset is still loan encumbered, uh, if yes, then you also have to calculate how much in order to discharge on the particular uh, loan. Otherwise, the person who are going to in- inherit
0: will inherit a problem. Correct. <laughs>
1: it's supposed to be pass over love and affections, but you pass over the liability. And a problem. <laughs> and a problem.
0: Okay. Which is comes to the uh, very timely because I was going to ask you about loans. Yes. Now, you know, when you, let's say you apply for a mortgage, they will typically ask you for your EA form, right? But yes. if you're a gig worker, sometimes yes. you don't have a very certain EA form. One year, it could be this amount. Next year, it could be another amount. And so, do you in in your course of financial advice that you give mm-hmm. to your clients, especially those who are freelancers, do you do you think banks are more reluctant to lend to gig workers? And then, if that's the case, what are my options? Because I I, I still want to buy a house.
1: I understand that. Uh mm. but for bank it's easy. What they need to know is either the persons who borrow the loan can commit to their money installment or not. Mm. All right. So So they're
0: not worried that you're a gig worker because you have uncertain income in the first place?
1: Uh okay. So what happened is that remember just now we mentioned that we need to have a proper accounting in place. Yes. Okay. So uh they are really the redundant, redundant to give the loan for people who just first or second year okay, in so the business.
0: All right. So They're not so keen if you're a newbie to freelance
1: work. But once you can survive for more than three years, you Mm. have certain clientels, and you are able to prepare the text and telling them that, okay... Uh I has been earning this much and mm. that is my expenses. Uh is a uh, actually profitable business and mm. it actually can fund for my living expenses. Mm. And I has already been paying tax, income tax in the past two years and is actually gradually increased. Mm. And I have the form B to provide to you, have I have the a separate bank account specifically for the business and I have this particular expenses shift I mm. can actually put on the table then uh, that is how they want the documents
0: Okay, and so then they will, they, mm, will, they, will they will at least consider your application Correct, correct. Okay. What about savings? What should I target for and I keep reading um, articles that say gig workers must must have an emergency fund. I mean, everybody should have an emergency yes. fund. How much should I set aside for that?
1: Okay, so in the in the context of emergency fund, I would say about six per uh, six months mm. uh, is a. Is a minimum that six months of
0: your expenses
1: correct? Six months of the fixed expenses, okay, and also the variable expenses. So you, you have to defer back to the budget that mm. created earlier. So, what happened is that how much is your loan commitments, and also how much is the family expenses, etc. So, the minimum six months have to be there. Why the six months? So, when you are on the renting day. For instance, mm. the business is not so good, you are pending for the payments, mm.
0: the or you're not feeling well. You
1: are not feeling well. All right. So usually you, you won't be uh stressed mm. on the finances.
0: What about investments? Is it possible with gig work? And I'm just curious, what are the cheapest products out there if I if I want to consider or want to start mm-hmm. my investing journey as a gig worker?
1: I think first and foremost try to invest with the end result in mind. What does this mean is to uh, define an investment objective, understand the volatility of particular investment product, Mm. and also what is the projected return, and a brief calculation of how much you need by end of the period. Okay. Okay. Have a
0: definitive uh, investment goal.
1: Correct. So with that, uh, you can actually go into some things like Unitrust, Bond or ETF, but certain of the investment instruments that is a threshold to enter. Mm. If your if your capital is too low, then the charges can be very high. Mm. Okay, so uh maybe if if the available resources is limited, you can start with unit trust. Others is not cheap, but then it's a. Is a good option to start with,
0: and you Legu- should always start investing, no matter how little it is, right? Correct,
1: and you can actually set a regular saving plan to mm. so decide on one particular amount, maybe $100, 200 mm. or based on whatever uh pre-determined financial objective, and calculate that particular amount, and then uh, you start to put it on the on a monthly basis. So when the when you already prepared on that particular amount being, uh. Second away mm. from your from your cash flow, mm. then you will get used to it.
0: Okay, I have a final question, which maybe is a bit more sobering. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I know that gig work is just not for me? You know, some it's not suitable for for certain people, and even it's just from a financial planning mm-hmm. um, standpoint perspective.
1: Okay, I think first and foremost, we have to assess on the ability to maintain the financial stability mm. in the face of the income fluctuations. First and foremost, uh, we have to assess our ability to maintain the financial stability in mm. the face of income fluctuations, considering the potential market volatility in your chosen gig industrial. Yes. Like, for instance, the interior designer or financial planner. Mm. All right. So, there are sometimes you have a good month and sometimes you have the bad month. Mm. All right. So, what happens is that when you are in the good month, you shouldn't be spend all your money. Mm. So, what happened is that you always keep aside a sum of money and understand how much you're supposed to spend. Mm. Okay. So, if you couldn't do that, uh, then that's not the right.
0: Gig work is not for you.
1: Yeah, gig work is not for you. And And sometimes
0: it's okay. It's not for everybody, right?
1: Correct. Correct. Another one thing is we also have to look into our current uh, debt or financial obligation. Mm. Okay. If we already have certain financial commitment in place, so how fast we can recover our income when we from a full time worker and become a freelancers. Mm. So uh, do you have assisting client base mm. and this particular client base can provide certain kind of the income for you? Would you and the income be able to meet your debt obligations or not? Mm. In addition, not only that, but also on your family obligation if you have a, a, a dependent at home. And last but not least, if you are not good in the documentation, able to record how much you earn and then how much is your expenses.
0: You need a bit of discipline.
1: Yes, you need the discipline.
0: On that note, thank you for your time today and Ringit and Sense for Score Shushan. He's a licensed financial planner at Alpine Advisory More Mo BFM 89.9. Ringit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station.